a new year brings a new beginning. For all my listeners that owns a business, I want to tell you about FedEx Office. If you are just starting out or have been running your company for generations, FedEx Office gives you the best way to print your marketing materials, posters, signage, graphics, and so much more. With FedEx, creating, editing, saving, and ordering are fast and easy. We are teaming up with FedEx to bring our listeners 30% of your next order of $100 or more at podgo.co slash FedEx. That is podgo.co slash FedEx for 30% of your next order. FedEx, the world on time. Hey guys, so welcome back to Wild and Basic. Today is another episode with a guest, but this time I have actually a duo. I never had a duo before, so this is going to be very interesting, and they're so interesting people. They both have businesses, and they're also doing business together, so this is going to be a very interesting episode about like pipe dreams and also actually turning those pipe dreams into real goals because I think a lot of the time people just think that pipe dreams are just pipe dreams and it's just meant to be there but it's actually not there are ways to like just turn them into real goals and that's what we're going to talk about today hi Janine and hi Claudine so thank you guys so much for coming to wild and basic we're so excited to be here thank you thank you I'm just so excited to have you guys here because I feel like every single time that we connect, it's always a project. It's always a social club, like, which is amazing, but I never had you guys just like, you know, being here and talking with me. So it's so cool to have you guys here. Merz, we've known each other for a while and I feel like we met through one of the marketing directors at Buy Beverages. Yes, that's true. And he's actually not, well, that company is like, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it, but like (laughs) that company definitely want that because I know I was in touch with the marketing uh, director, which he gave me your info, but then I think he like quit the job or he got laid off. Uh, Then I think I was talking to Hannah. I don't know if you know her, but then she also recently just got laid off because of COVID and everything. So, oh no. I mean, I'm so grateful for that company. Honestly, I have to be honest yeah. because I worked with them, I think, three years in a row. Went uh, to the festivals, like, it was amazing. But I just also felt because, you know, I feel like when you get connected with the company so long and you kind of feel like a family because you work with them along, you know, the people, I literally knew all the PR and marketing people. So that's why I'm honestly so glad, like, you know, I get to meet you through them. And now we have been working how many years now? I, well, I was working with by, I think like back in 2012, we like always did events together. So that's why like we yeah so like when you say talking about family like those are your people like anytime you need an event or like to hydrate people of course they would buy yeah <laughs> yeah and they would always deliver they'd like deliver and like send like so much product it was so great and we did a lot of content for them with some good talent too um yeah so i would say what was that like four years ago maybe yeah i would say it's it's definitely has been quite a while uh, because I remember first time that we met, I think we definitely met like at a coffee shop or something. And we, we were did. just talking we about, <laughs> I remember it was like somewhere in Soho or something. Yeah, uh, it was. 
Yeah, and we were like talking about like I think what I was doing at the moment, what companies I was working on, everything. And I think then we started working more on the New York Fashion content, like the New York Fashion Week, and there was also we were working with Gregory, uh, the hotel. Yeah. Um, no, it was amazing. Then caravan, so yes, clowning, <laughs> clowning is here. Oh my god, so much to talk about. Where do we start? Where do we begin? So let's start with you guys, like what you guys are doing right now, uh, because, you know, I want you guys to introduce yourselves too, because I already introduced you guys before, but I want you guys to introduce yourself in your own words and like what you guys currently are doing. I'll let Claudine kick off. So currently we are uh, running what we call the Caravan Social Club, which is, and Muir's, you joined us the last show for our holiday gift yes. guide. It's so awesome. It was so, it was like so fun having you there and having you in the chat room, but it's a one hour, what we call like a variety show uh, where you can, we say dance, laugh, sing and shop all in one place and meet really cool people. So we always say that we're not in the, able to be in the same room together anymore. We're all on the same Zoom together, hanging out, meeting people. So we want to kind of create a club-like environment right now when we can't really do that um, online. And prior to that, we had that club-like environment in a way that you mentioned at Caravan, our content studio out of the Gregory Hotel where, you know, content creatives, uh, artists, musicians, so many awesome people would come, like 500 a year would come through our doors and we get to work with them on cool podcasts and magazine photo shoots and content shoots and all of that. And Obviously, we're not able to do that, so we've transitioned to the Caravan Social Club. We also, out of the studio, did a lot of fashion show production. So the other side of what I do is a lot of um, putting fashion shows together, uh, castings, uh, styling, fittings, uh, working with the music directors, all of that, um, which is really fun and um, allows me to uh, use my creativity. Uh, and unfortunately, not doing that right now because of the pandemic but hopefully come September we'll get to work on some awesome fashion shows and events again um so yeah so we're just staying busy with the the, the main thing is the caravan social club and bring creatives together in an interesting way oh, I think that's amazing because uh, especially nowadays people are just kind of like in their own homes like like doing their own thing but it kind of at, at gets to the point that you're just like I need to like interact with people I need to see people and that's what I felt like when I was like joining the social club like during the holidays I think it was amazing to see a bunch of other people especially like everyone was from kind of like spratted around from the country so it was very fun to uh, get to know them and like just listen to their stories yeah we get to have fun together which is like really our motto it's like you know it's important to do have a business but it's also you know, you want to have your passion and fun come through too um, with the work that you do. It's talent helping talent. So and you're a great example of that, Mers, because you were on the last episode six and you already connected with Gabrielle Ruiz, who was on it and did a podcast with her. Yes. Uh, Erica Santos, who's an amazing content creator as well. And I think you guys are connecting. So it's kind of, you know, we're creating a platform so that people can do awesome things together and like have those introductions where they can meet you know like-minded content creators 
Agreed. This reminds me so much like, so, uh, what is it? Oh my God, Clubhouse. Uh, because I, I mean, everyone is like now obsessed with that app. <laughs> I think it's such an amazing app to like bring people together, especially because like, I feel like there are so many people that like on a normal, regular day, you don't think you would have access to or you would be able to talk to because like, you know, they are so far apart. They might not even see your DM. They might not even see your comment. But there's like chat rooms that you can literally be in. I mean, chat room is Elon Musk. Like that's like amazing to have that. We did a virtual, We so we had to do virtual shoots, which is, you know, a band-aid of doing an in-person photo shoot. So yes. a lot of people feel comfortable, you know, having a photographer come to their house or just, you know, photography. So we did it through Zoom mm-hmm. and we did uh, a virtual shoot. What was it back in August, Claudine? I think it was back in August. And we did, we filmed 62 content creators in every state, in 50 states in the course of two days. So it was something that proved to us that this is something we wouldn't be able to do in person for sure. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. You know, they, being able to span, you know, 50 states in two days and literally had back-to-back photo shoots where everyone got 10 minutes, everyone showed up on time. And it really was awesome to like get the messages and get the comments to say, like people were like, I needed this. This made my week. This made my day because they, you know, it got them out of sweatpants and got them into create mode. And then they were able to create awesome content, which, you know, they're able to use in their own storytelling. I think so too, especially I feel like nowadays, I mean, everyone of us always keep saying that like, oh, when everything's go back to normal, but I feel like normal is never going to be a normal again. It's going to be definitely like a new normal that like we are all like not ready for. I mean, in a good way, I feel like it's definitely going to be so different. And I feel like this is really helping us to be so creative in so many ways that like, I feel like we weren't even expecting that we would be able to do. I've been doing so much research in all of this. I joke around with Claudine Sundays are like my rabbit holes. But (laughs) I've read that there's a lot of good energy that everyone, like all these spiritual people are kind of feeling for this year, which, Mm -hmm. which makes me hopeful that there's like so much like positive vibes and that they feel the energy is so strong that, you know, all this good is going to happen because the way that we were all going as a world and as a society was not, was not healthy. It wasn't healthy for the environment. It wasn't healthy for ourselves. So to kind of reflect and slow down and hit the pause button was much needed. And I think that helped us all kind of shift our, our mentalities of what really we want to be doing, what makes us happy, you know, spending more time with our friends and family, sometimes maybe too much, but, um, you know, it, it, it's kind of like, I was just talking to my husband this morning. I was like, I really don't think that companies are going to go back to the Monday through Friday in an office environment because their employees are working longer hours now because there's no commute and they don't have to, you know, spend that large overhead in these big offices. You know, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, two or three days in the office to kind of get everyone together for morale, but we're kind of all doing that right now with, you know, look at us. I've never been on so many podcasts before, but it was giving me the time to kind of, you know, say like, hey, this is what we need to do. And this is what we, we should be doing. Yeah. And it also makes things so much easier, not to mention yeah. like people are always on time because they are literally just at home. They don't even have to like 
do anything much besides like turn on the camera and just like speak. And that's why like people realize is like, why am I even going to office? Like, I feel like once or twice, like if there's a meeting, there's something that needs to be scheduled. Those are different things. Or there's a photo shoot marketing. Like those are, I feel like that requires, which I totally get. But I feel like if there's something that literally doesn't require to go to the office, because my boyfriend, literally, he used to go to office all the time. And, but then he realized like uh, he even got a monitor and stuff. So he's like, there is literally no reason for me to go to the office like at all. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's something nice to kind of push yourself out of a comfort zone. And it was really interesting to see all these businesses with their pivots and like getting super, super creative and how to transition, you know, from those in-person experience to, to virtual. That's really what we had to do as well. Yeah, for sure. So this is actually a good point that like we can start with. Uh, so what would you say you guys like in the beginning when you were starting, because you guys both have your own businesses, because I remember when actually when I first uh, met Janine, uh, I don't know, you know, how the business has changed. Also, that's why I want you guys to talk more about it. Yeah. Uh, because right now, uh, all the things that that's been happening, I know it's related to more Caravan Social Club. But I know Janine also has Janine Just Inc. And also there's Caravan NYC. So can you guys more talk about like the business aspect of like how you guys started both of it and how you guys met along the way? And what was the goal in the beginning? Like some of the ways that we can break it down. Yeah. I met, I would, I would say, I think I met Claudine, I think it was like 2008, around, around that time. Yeah. Um, and, and Claudine had, um, I think that's when she had her PR company. She had Think PR at the time, but I'll let her go into that and that whole journey. Um, and I had my little agency where we actually had a team of about 15 people and we were doing, you know, a lot of experiential PR before like this was a thing with doing a lot of event driven work to work with different you know brands to kind of shift that story and get all the right people in one space um so a lot of media influencers at the time that was a very new concept so kind of you know creating content um you know 2008 was was such a trip because you were working with like these OG mommy bloggers that are like you know, are crushing it and literally like would put something, do one like Facebook post and like sell out products. And, you know, that's unheard of now. I mean, people still do it, but I feel like organic content is hard uh, to kind of have a a viral moment. Um, But so long story short, our friend, Sean Quack, where we both have hospitality backgrounds. That's kind of how I started was doing PR marketing for the hospitality industry before I ventured out on my own. And uh, our friend, Sean Quack, who is in hospitality, kind of put us in touch and said, you guys need to meet each other because you both have like similar mindsets of like your scope of work. So you're very experiential, very hands-on kind of creating those outside the, t- outside the box type of experiences. So we met, and I believe Claudine was in the Carlisle Hotel is when yeah, I think the Carlton. Yeah, the Carlton, the Carlton Hotel. And she had, you know, Caravan Style Studio. And we started doing, you know, some events where we'd partner up and kind of create, you know, different cool experiences for brands. And we just started partnering up more and more as the years came through. Um, and you know, fast forward to what was it, 2018, was it? When uh, 
Claudine had Tatum and she was pregnant, um, we kind of did a bunch of experiential events in the studio and kind of um, helped out while she was, you know, I, I would say never really did take a leave of absence. <laughs> with, oh, yeah, but with you need Tatum. a break. <laughs> yeah, but she literally I took, needed like, to nap like, at times. <laughs> She took like two weeks off, but I ended up, you know, working more in depth with the studio and we always wanted to kind of, we've always had this idea of like content studio, like we need to create a content studio and like, you know, have those brands with like experiences so you can work with a TV company or you can work with, you know, electronic company and kind of just integrate it in like the full experience. So we kind of pivoted a little bit with Caravan to like make that content happen with, you know, we started doing Facebook live sessions. We started doing actual TV segments from the studio. We started doing like more like event driven experiences. And then, you know, also having content days from the studio, which you were a part of MERS where yeah. you were able to get, you know, obviously we were offering free hair and makeup um, and some styling sessions, but also like free photography and free, you know, videography work that, it just made it and marry into that authentic storytelling, you know, position where, which is where we're kind of at in the virtual space today. Yeah. I think that one thing, uh, a lot of content creators I am speaking from, like they will also agree that like content is so important, like extra content really comes in handy, especially I feel like nowadays, like I am even realizing this now is that like, you know, when we are stuck at home, it's like, it's just so hard to come up with like extra content. So like, you know, back in the days you're like, it's always good to have like some stuff back in your sleeve. So you're like, oh my God, it's like, if there's something that's not coming up, like I can use that for something. It's always good to have. And it, it, it costs money too. So sometimes you need to pay a photographer. Sometimes, you know, for, for ladies, like hair and makeup is a thing and like having to book those sessions and having someone to do that and then figuring out like styling, you know, yes, there are some awesome fashion influencers and content creators, but some people don't know how to put a look together and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, you need that help. So you need extra hands in the space when you're creating everything. So if I was a content creator to be able to step into a place and not have to worry about that and just like do my thing is, is awesome. And also oh, that's be brands too. Like also a lot of the content creators on top of all the like services, the goal was for them to be able to meet the brands, you know? So if there was a camera company we're working with or a beverage company that we're working with or makeup, you know, whatever it is that someone actually really liked, you know, it's like brand discovery. So all of those brands help sponsor the content studio. And then the goal was for it to be very organic. So if you had a great experience and you like that pink lemonade or you like that tea company, or you like that camera we were using, then we could put you in touch with them, you know? So, but it wasn't forced, you know, if you didn't like that mascara, you didn't have to go in and do something with them, you know? So that, it was a place for introductions too and a place for discovery. So where would you guys say like that this idea came from? Like, how did you guys like, you're like, oh, this is what I wanted to do. This was kind of like a, oh, this is kind of the marketing that I wanted to do. Like, was there a time that like you were like, oh, this is, this, this blinked into me. Like, you know, I feel like there are people like they always say like, oh, there was something I was watching. There was something I was reading that just dawned on to me. And I feel like I wanted to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think originally I, I have a PR background. So Janine mm -hmm. mentioned that, that I used to own a PR company 
Um, and during that time, back in 2005, I had this crazy idea to create a store inside a mobile RV. And that's where the name Caravan originally comes from. And it was more, it was for retail. It was because I loved all these designers and I wanted to give them a place to sell their products. But I also thought it would be cool to kind of see like the psychology almost um, of the consumer. Like, are they going to come inside a van and come shopping, you know? And then how would that all work? And I thought like, I was just like, I'm going to roll my caravan up and like have a huge shopping party. And gratefully, like that's almost what happened. Like that's what would be happening. Like we would park in the meatpacking districts and like people would like get in line to come in and we'd like blast the music. And at the time, Spice Market would let us do that sort of thing where we would have our own music at time because they thought it was exciting too, you know, to have people out there and you know, we'd park, we'd go to the Hamptons with it. And it was like creating this kind of little like shop where people could kind of have fun um, and learn about cool brands, like learn about all these cool designers. Uh, and that flourished into a couple of pop-up shops. I had one on Great Jones Street. Um, and that, I always love, I love that store because it was big enough to have like a DJ, we had couches, and we didn't have that much shopping. Like there wasn't like everyone would be like, is this really a store? Cause there wasn't a ton of racks everywhere. Um, you know, it was kind of more like a space you could come and like a little, maybe read a book, buy that book, um, you know, learn about a designer, um, all of that. So uh, I wanted to kind of keep that going. So I had my PR firm during that whole time, but I loved the vibe of what was happening with Caravan. You know, I was able to integrate a lot of the clients that I had as PR clients into the store space. I opened a store on the Upper East Side, which was totally a different vibe, but had like a garden and people would have garden parties there. I was like, there has to be a way to kind of bring that all together into a space where you constantly had creatives. Like not like, an Andy Warhol factory, you know, but almost like that where people would just kind of come, chill out, get, you know, get to create art together, you know, get to meet a cool podcaster or cool artist or cool musician all in one place. So that was always like the goal. And then to layer that, you know, having this PR and marketing background, I found that, you know, um, there's not a lot of times to brand education uh, and I feel, I always feel like that's the most important thing for a brand is for whoever is talking about that brand to really know the brand background, the founder's story, to be brand educated. Um, and, I, you know, to kind of layer that into what we were doing. And like I said before, it was like a place where we'd have sponsored brands come and that's how we were able to kind of keep this going. Um, but really be able to tell their story and have it be organic and have it be authentic. Um, and that's still like, that's the biggest pillar for us is that, um, authentic exchange between the creatives and the brands that help make all of this happen. Um, you know, I know you were able to, um, learn about CBD for life, you know, yes. I, I some products and then you got to meet the, you know, meet the brand ambassadors. Um, and that's like what we're all about because, you know, we want to see if you really like the product, if you heard their story, if you had questions about the part and connect you together. And then that's where the magic happens. Um, so that's kind of where the idea of this space came from as originally from this like caravan mobile store that was like a little like fun 
party vehicle and then kind of transition into the space now. I found along the way that I was terrible at sales, like actually like selling product and making money, like, you know, because there's a lot of math involved in having a <laughs> so God bless retail owners. But, you know, I like the idea of the introductions. You know, we had, I mean, we had so many celebrities coming through our space from Ava Mendez, Selena Gomez, you know, like all, Miley Cyrus came through, like all these awesome people. And I was like, there has to be, you know, a place to kind of continue this awesome creative energy. Oh my God, yes. That, that's where I feel like Janine comes in. She wanted to tap I guess my background in events, I, I love throwing events as stressful as they are putting it together and during it, that end, like, you know, the end of the night going, okay, like we did this, we did this and like everyone's glowing and everyone's, you know, raving about it. Yes. There will always be people that will have their own comments, but it just, it feels good to put that experience. And I think my, my background in hospitality, and I always say, you know, my first boss, Sully, John Sullivan, you know, we, we basically opened up bars and restaurants and we sold beer and chicken wings, but he always said, it's all about the experience. And if you throw a great experience, whether it's the website, whether it's an event, whether it's, you know, the actual, you know, cuisine that you're eating, people will come back and they're going to bring a friend or they're going to bring a family member. So I always kept that in the back of my head, you know, and from that first job, I mean, we, damn, we really, we really put together such awesome, you know, parties and, you know, that, that party went from a line around the block to a line around two blocks. So, you know, we built on that momentum and we always tweaked the algorithm, if you may, a little bit more so we can, you know, add in additional layers to get people really excited. You know, we were, we were one of the first people to pioneer the whole, like having like celebrities guest bartend. Um, you know, I, I always say I gave Robert Van Winkle a second career because we were, and that's Vanilla Ice, uh, AKA Vanilla Ice because, you know, we were booking him every single month at all of our properties nationwide. And I remember the first time that we booked him, he was like, oh, I'm going to do my new underground mixtape. I'm like, no one wants to hear your underground mixtape. I mean, you can, you can put that in towards the end, but we want to hear go ninja, go ninja, go. (laughs) You know, everyone wants to hear ice, ice baby. And, you know, it was about two minutes away from him performing and he was still going like no it's gonna be the mixtape it's gonna be the underground stuff and I was just like oh my god this is not what we paid for but um you know you gotta do you and you gotta be happy and you know he came out with Ice Ice Baby and it it was it was amazing and then we just ended up booking him everywhere and he even felt great about it because he was like wow this is this is the roots this is where I came from you know this is where I have such a fan club from so um, it's always fun to like have those experiences. And I always remember that when we're building out any type of event or even virtual programming. Now we want to make sure we're including the layers that will get people engaged and get them to come back and bring somebody, bring someone along with them next time. Yeah. I would have to say like that too, is like, I think nowadays, especially more and more, I even realized like, before I was even like going to events and anything like that. I realized that like those like experiences really makes things so much better because you don't sometimes, I mean, this thing is product can be good or anything you receive can be good. But like, I feel like you don't remember that. You remember the experience of that. 
So I think experiences do really stay in our mind, like literally in TikTok terms, like rent free, literally. I know some days it's like, I just feel like, no, because I even like nowadays, I, I feel like there's, there's literally no event. So I remember back in the days, like the, when we had events, I'm like, there's some of them just like literally back in my head, just like thinking about it because I feel like it was so fun. And like I had a great time and I also get to uh, see some brands, also see some people that I would connect with. Because I feel like at the end of the day, um, there is a business aspect to it, but there's also aspect to it that like you want people to enjoy. Because at the end of the day, if people don't enjoy it, uh, they are definitely not going to come back to it. And that's why I think you guys like differ from like the many other experiences that like people go because events are experiences, but like not every event is a considerable experience or experience that like you're going to be like, oh, I want to go again or I want to do it. And it's not always because of the you know like the food or anything like that there are multiple aspects to it as you are mentioning it too it's like like more and more you're learning what's working what's not working uh hence i want you guys to ask like what was the like first event you guys did and would you learn from it that you're like oh these are some of the actions that i need to take on that like i can you know apply it for the future good question (laughs) you know i I want to start from zero (laughs) yeah yeah I guess um, one of my like first, you know, immersions into the event space was I went to FIT. So I also worked full time um, during that experience, which was interesting. But I worked at Del Frisco's on 6th and 49th in New York City. And it was a high end steakhouse. And, uh, you know, this was the Hades. I'm dating myself. So this was like, you know, 2000 when Wall Street had all the money and even like all corporate, like, you know, people were spending $10,000 on a bottle of wine just to entertain their clients or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of do that. So I kind of got that immersion into you know corporate events. And we did an event in the wine cellar for one of the CEOs with Motorola that came in and, you know, just like little things, like knowing how to bow to them instead of saying like, hi, like, you know, like just you, I learned so much from hospitality of how to talk to people and how to also like turn negative experiences into positive. Actually like love doing that and you know, how bad the opportunity or how bad, you know, the problem is you can always turn something, you know, positive. Um, But yeah, like one of those first experiences, like doing an event with Motorola and just not bowing to, you know, the CEO because he's, you know, Japanese and um, there's just certain protocol that you should know, you know, to their, to their culture, um, which was interesting at 19 to be completely naive to that situation. I had no idea. (laughs) Anything cloudy you would add? Yeah, I, I, I think my first events, my first real job out of school was at Yoli. Uh, she's a fashion designer. And I have to say that my first events were, you know, CFDA events that I was lucky enough for her to take me to that were like, you know, I'd be like, wow, I'm sitting next to Ralph Lauren or I'm sitting next to this designer. And it was just like, you know, how do you, you know, you come out of fashion school and you're like, always reading about these people and now you're like across the room from Donna Karen like how do you keep yourself composed and how do you learn how to start networking you know so you stand out even as like this person right out of college you know and you know 
it, it took a while to like figure out how to make sure that I could network with important people um, and have the confidence to be able to go up to someone. Um, and Yoli was great because she'd be like, there's, you know, that, you know, this photographer, this famous photographer, can you go up and talk to them? I'm like, oh, they only, you know, they only photograph for Vanity Fair, sure. But she pushed, she was like this boost of confidence in a way. Like, she's like, you can go and do it. And, you know, I did it. And like, you know, I had all these great contacts. And I think that's something I learned from, you know, from the very start. And that helped me so much is that, you know, we, I joke now, I say I only work with nice people and not, you know, and the fashion world is filled with tons of nice people, but it's also can be very intimidating, you know, and she helped me in a way sometimes by saying, go and do that. Um, and I've had to do that so many times in my career where, you know, you almost have imposter syndrome where you're like, why am I here? You know, I'm not good enough, you know, and you're like, who cares? Like you have to put that, uh, you know, behind you and you have to just try because people sometimes will be like, why are you talking to me? Or, you know, like, why are you coming up to me? And then other people will be like, oh, it's so great to meet you. And, you know, I, I once went up to Robin Williams forever ago. Like I saw him. I love this story. I saw him just walking in the street in Soho and he was like right next to me. And I was like, <laughs> Hi, hi, Mr. Williams. Like, I have an event tonight at this art gallery. I don't know if you'd like Casual. That you would like it. And I, he, I had an invitation and I handed it to him. Just like, what is he going to... And he was so wonderful. Like, so incredible. And he was like, oh, I'll try to stop by. I'm like, sure. All of a sudden, we're standing there. Shut up. He walked in. So I always... He walked in, he was so, you know, so lovely, walked around, and it's like my Robin Williams story. And I have a lot of crazy stories like this. Like, I met Bono at a bar in Ireland, and again, it was like, that wasn't a professional thing, but it was like this confidence that I got when I was right out of college to be able to be like, Bono, I'm actually wearing Eden. And, you know, and it led to his wife, you know, meeting with someone that I was working with in PR at the time that was producing products in Africa. It was like this whole thing came from me just being like, okay, I'm going to try this and say, hi, Bono. And he was like the most awesome, like he was everything I imagined he would be, you know, in a person and just so lovely and spoke to me and, you know, listened. Um, so it's like, you know, again, with celebrities, you need to um, respect their privacy. So that's super, super important. But I think at certain times, like if you're standing right next to someone, um, and they're looking at you and you have the opportunity, you know, I took those opportunities and they, they came into other situations and it, not even just with celebrities, because I don't want to look like that, but, or sound like that, but like with a business contact or a LinkedIn contact. And this is where I want to, you know, give some career advice. It's like, just DM people like you even said like on Clubhouse like you it's so like an opportunity just to like be in the same chat room with someone that you never think you would normally and these are opportunities to build relationships so yeah I mean from the days back at Bryant Park fashion shows and those were some of my first events like you know I had to like just be like you can do this you know and put those put those fancy Gucci shoes on and be like I, I have my Gucci shoes on and I'm ready to go. <laughs>
These are so great insights. This reminds me so much in the episode that I did with Laura, how she was also mentioning that to me too. Or even like, I think another episode I did was Candy Washington. We were all talking about like, you always oh, have to. Yeah. Candy follow... Washington. I love yeah. Candy. Oh, we're, yeah. She's so she, sweet. She's so sweet. so sweet. That reminds me, I, I need to email her. <laughs> <laughs> so we were just mentioning about like how you need to follow up and follow through, especially because like not even just that, it's like you don't have to be like annoying, but you also have to be like, just ask them if worst case scenario, they just say no and you vote. But you don't always just have this thing like, oh my God, they're a celebrity, they're this, they're that. Like, I, I cannot do that. I cannot talk that. And I remember even Lara was telling that to me too, because like when we were talking about like something for my company and she's like, no, just do it. Like the worst case scenario is not going to happen and you will have to do it and try again. We were talking about like something like how she was really trying hard on like working with American Express before and how they said no to her. But like now they literally crawled back to her and like offering her something like she was offering way many, like, I don't know, five, six years ago. And she was like, wow, like really times have changed. So I'm just saying like, you really never know unless you tried yourself. So I'm so glad like clouding, you mentioned that, and especially because like you have a PR background and this is something like so important. I also meant to mention to everyone, it doesn't matter if it's just PR or marketing. Nowadays, you really need to network because you really don't know who you're going to meet next or what will happen. It's always good to have people in your radar or just in your friend group or not even friend group, but like in your connection that like, not like you're going to just ask them random favor, but more like you can connect with them and understand what's going on. Cause you never know that like ball can be in your court one day and you can actually ask for something. I was going to say, it's always about your relationships and how you leverage them and, you know, feeling comfortable to, asking what you want to ask, but make it beneficial for both sides. So, you know, if you're trying to ask your friend to get a connection to this famous designer or well-known designer, but also make it so that you have something for them too as well. Maybe you're getting them into an editorial or you're able to kind of do a connection that's, you know, beneficial for them. Um, because, you know, when you're asking, it's, you know, it's, it's a favor. So you only get so many favors that so you want to make sure that you have something in a reciprocal that you can offer to them. So it's not a favor. You don't, you don't use all those favors up, but you should also be nice. And I know Claudine speaks a lot on that and I'll let her touch on it. You should be nice to everybody because you never know the assistants, you know, the admins, when they start moving up ranks in their jobs, they could be the, the decision person and the decision, you know, manager for, marketing contracts or whatever decision you kind of need to push through but we get so many no's a day so your your skin definitely grows thick for the thousand no's that you get you get that one good yes and that one good yes is what makes you keep continuing keep growing yeah and people and people can be mean sometimes like people are just you know bullies unfortunately we have them like adults have them like I hear you know these horror stories of children at school and the bully situation and I'm like we have them as adults too which is awful um and I think you know it's just like you have to just believe in you you know you just have to do you you just have to keep if you want to try something new um you know I tried getting into celebrity styling because I always wanted to do that and I love clothes and you know, I'm not, you know, I was never <laughs> top 25 stylist, never would be, never was looking to be, but I just had this love for, you know, fashion and introducing, you know, uh, 
talent to, to designers and building relationships with them. And, you know, I, you know, I tried it, you know, I'm not the best at it, but you know, I did a really great job. I had, you know, I, uh, my styling appeared in top magazines and on E and stuff from Golden Globes to SAG. And, you know, it was like, I gave it a shot, you know, and sometimes people, you know, are like, you can't do that. Or you don't, you know, you're never going to be able to work with this designer. And it's just like, you have to just take a chance. Like, who cares? Because then there's all these other designers that you get to work with that you don't realize that one day no one knows them. And the next day they're like the hugest designer. So it's like, you have to build foundation relationships from the foundations. And then I'll also say, just for career advice too, with us, we have a lot of interns, maybe too many interns. We have like 10 interns right now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm running this. Oh, 12. Program, but, <laughs> 12, okay, you know, 12. <laughs> yeah, virtually a lot of companies aren't doing internships because it is a lot of work for the employer to be able to manage all of that and manage everything else, especially virtually. But I believe in the power of mentoring because I think I, you know, I had great mentors going into my career and internships going into my career that I really, you know, feel like were so important that I did. Um, and with our interns, you know, they learn quickly that, I mean, we put the first thing on there, networking, like, you know, it's, we're going to be putting you out there to talk to people. So it's so important that you can have that confidence to be able to go out there because if we can start them here, they're in college and they're already networking and making contacts with people like that is just so an awesome foundation for them to have on the They're doing real work. And you know, sometimes creatives will be like, why do you have the intern contacts? Who cares? Like that's a person that wants to make a connection with you. And we want them to make those connections earlier sometimes. So, you know, I, I feel like what, if you could, if you, if there's any college students out there listening to this or any just recent grads, it's so important to like, you know, um, find those internships or those early opportunities that will give you, you know, will be able to give you that time to, to be able to network and to, to grow, to grow your Rolodex. No, I agree. I think that so many experiences I've even gained that or things that I have learned actually came from experiences that like I did, I got nothing, like I didn't get any monetary value, honestly, but I did learn so much in return that I would say it was definitely worth a lot, like a lot more than I expected. And even this is something I would also say to everyone that I like, especially not even just like any other place, but generally in marketing and PR world, world travel very fast and people also move up fast or go away fast. It, it's just the way that I feel like the industry works. And you, that's why you have to be careful how you treat people. And that's why I'm glad that you guys also both mentioned that like be nice with people. Even when you say them no, you don't have to be, you know, mean or rude, anything like that. Because you never know that like how, the, you know, tables have turned or how the things will change. Uh, so it's always good to just, you know, uh, be uh, respectful to people and also just respect their time as well. Because if someone is taking their time to just write an email, write a message to you to ask them, ask you for something or just even just say something to you. If you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say anything and just move on. And this is something I'm also learning too. Even sometimes like in the past, when I first started, I remember I was emailing a bunch of places and everything. And whenever I would get say no, I, like it's fine. But there are also a couple of times like I got like no's, but in the most personal way possible, like 
it didn't like I feel like one thing saying that like oh it didn't match or like oh we don't have a budget or we don't have anything that's very generic which I totally get but there are also some things that like people can say in a very personal way to you your content your demographic or something like that which tends to you know start making your like making it personal for you and you start to think about your own personal goals or like where you are in life which is something that like I also want us to talk about right now that like how we shouldn't personalize so many things uh, especially when we I don't know when we are stuck in certain places in our career or where we are going right now because like most of the time when things happen uh, especially these kind of things it's nothing personal it just happens to be the way sometimes people are if you guys also have any advice on that please do mention it too yeah I mean I I recently was doing an interview with someone and I said you know especially during the pandemic it was so hard sometimes to see people doing so well career-wise when we were like trying to figure out what we were going to do when we were supposed to have an awesome year in 2020 was supposed to be our best year ever but Janine and I combined together it took since 2017 to make it happen but it was (laughs) Um, and then you know everything went so it's like and then you're seeing all these people doing so well and getting deals and sometimes the green monster does come out you know and she said to me during the interview oh well you know kind of like why you know you shouldn't be jealous and I know jealousy is a bad word the green monster is a bad monster but like it is hard sometimes not to feel a little green right like I think we all kind of so it's like you have to kind of take that and figure out how can you make things you know create your vision board you know start writing out all the pros like things that are going well for you and then kind of creating like a business plan if it's business related and figuring out where you're going or you know, if it's, if it's personally relationship, like relationship based, like I've been in terrible relationships, you know, until I met my husband. So it's like, how do you like get yourself out of that rut sometimes, you know, and a lot of times it's coming, going internally, meditating, reading, you know, doing some work, um, to be able to get yourself to get, get yourself out of that, um, rut for sure. Um, and people are, like I said before, people are mean sometimes. And I, I laugh sometimes now. I have an assistant that has joined me, especially on a lot of fashion um, shows and uh, and styling projects. And sometimes you do encounter these people that think that they're, you know, the most incredible person or have the most incredible ideas or, you know, uh, and and society is kind of patting themselves on the back and spotlighting them so that they even get bigger egos and become even more narcissistic. Um, and you deal, you know, especially in fashion, sometimes and in other industries, you, at all industries, you deal with narcissism. So, you know, that you always have to, there, those people exist, those egos exist, and you have to like block that out and almost laugh at it a little bit. Like I just laugh at it because I've been in situations where those narcissistic people are like, oh, look at me, look at me, I'm so awesome. And they're almost like, who is, who is she? You know, like where, what? And I'm the doer. Like I'm going in, I'm like organizing everything. I'm making the fashion show happen. You know, I'm like, you know, on my hands and knees, pinning the models and, you know, and then other people are like, oh, you know, whatever. I don't like her outfit today or whatever. And, you know, and then you kind of feel like, ugh, like, you know, like, oh, you know, you kind of not feel as great about yourself because you're like, oh, that person that's so important is kind of, you know, being you know, nay, nay on me, but like, you're like, and then you look back and you're like, but I'm the one who put all this together. 
you know, and I'm the one who did this and I'm the one who's actually fabulous because without me, like all, so maybe I didn't have the best sneakers on that day and he had cooler sneakers on or she had cooler sneakers on than I did. Who cares if I didn't have those, you know, off-white sneakers, but like, I'm, I'm the one who made all this happen. So it's like, sometimes you just have to believe in yourself and kind of laugh, laugh that stuff off, you know, and just be like, it's okay. Cause I'm actually the person who did all of this, or I'm the person who made this happen. Or I'm the person who made someone feel better. You know, sometimes it's not even doing, and it's not even producing. It's like, even if you just say the kinder word to someone or smile at someone that just is so much better than and being that person who's just being, you know, not so, you know, not having such a great attitude. So what would you guys say that like you had the best experience so far? And like, you would say like, this is something uh, I want to keep doing it. And some of the future goals that you have for Caravan Social Club, obviously it has changed so much. But what are some of the future things that like you guys have in mind? I mean, some things that obviously you guys can say and some things that like, I know it's like it's kept best kept secret. We have a website that's launching hopefully next week. We keep saying that, but like you said, it, it's, it's been the ideation of, you know, nine to six months and building this out and kind of having to change it as we go along where we're tweaking different programs. So we actually have a call this evening with our web designer. We're so excited about it because, you know, when I talk about creating an experience, we wanted to create an experience where people go to the website and they, they, they go away from it, understanding what we do. And it's so hard to kind of make sure that is, you know, conceptualized through a website, a www. So pretty excited about the website uh, that will be, fingers crossed, launching next week. And I think it's just, you know, the different types of programming that we create so that, you know, we can connect like yourself connect other content creators among themselves and then also in introduce them to new brands and new projects where you guys, you know, can make a couple of dollars. Cause I, I love that when we have like a paid project to go out and we get to cast influencers and talent and just be like, yeah, we, we have a gig that we, <laughs> we can offer you. And we always want to make sure that we're, you know, giving it back to the ones that we've worked with in the past and, you know, have that great relationship and rapport with. Yeah. We're working on episode seven. Um, so that'll be coming out soon and we're excited about just meeting new talent. If there's any talent, musicians, magicians, actors, dancers, poets out there listening to this, please, you know, reach out to us because we're always looking for talent for our episodes, um, to give everyone at least three, five minutes to show, show their work, tell their story. Um, the last show we had, you know, we got 4,500 people to watch it. So that was pretty that is amazing. Cool. Um, so, you know, that that's exciting right there. Um, and we got to show like John Marco, who is the, you know, one of the comics, um, one of the comedians that was part of the last show. Um, he has a show on Amazon now. So it's like when we first started with him, he didn't have that. And we just discovered him because we loved, you know, he's funny. He's so funny. And now he has this show. So it's like, we also love that opportunity just to grow with people, you know, see their growth, you know, and be like, wow, they just got this new TV show or we're watching something and they're on it. Or, um, you know, they just got an award for something they did. So like those are, the, we're looking forward, I think, to a lot more of that 
discovery. Like we, we were so excited because we just interviewed Han Soto, who was on the third season of Cobra Kai. Have you watched Cobra? <laughs> Cobra Kai? Not yet. Not yet. Zina and I are a bit obsessed. I am still uh, watching Sabrina. <laughs> I am watching oh, Sabrina. I gotta watch that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm watching The Crown now because Janine told me about that. There's just, but it's like, it's so awesome to be able to connect with people like him because he's on like one of our favorite shows. So, you know, we love, we love that personally and professionally. And then, you know, just getting, um, we want to also create that community. So be able to tell the story, be a place where people come and like DM us and are like, oh, can you tell people that we're working on this event or that we have this new product dropping and telling those stories. So we hope, you know, we reach out to a lot of people right now. We hope people start coming to us a little bit more so that we can be that community, um, you know, and, and showcase those stories more. That's amazing. Uh, so I know this has been a lot of advice in this episode, but what is like one last piece of advice that you would give to anyone who are kind of like struggling? Because I know there are a lot of people nowadays, you know, they are laid off or like they have to start something else. Like what is something you would say to them? Like if they're something, starting something on their own as a business, what is one piece of advice that you would give to them? Well, I think the startup culture is not for everybody. Some people are really good at having a routine and sometimes need that. But I think for somebody who just wants to dip their toe to see if it's for them, you know, if it's a dream or if it's a passion or if it's a goal that they've had, I feel like now is the time to really go after it. And, and they can be so smart and strategic because everybody is on their phones and their tablets and, you know, everyone's on social media. So kind of using those platforms to kind of navigate yourself towards, you know, that, that dream or that passion goal is, you know, carp, carp DM. Yeah. My, uh, my dad had a saying, he did a, a piece of artwork that said don't weaken. Um, and, you know, it's a very strong in context because a lot of times, you know, especially if something happens, it's very easy for us to feel like weak and want to crawl up in a ball. So, you know, like we all go through those times, but at the same time, it's like, it's like a motto or a mantra in a way, like you can get back up and keep going, you know, and that's what I say to all entrepreneurs. Like there's more businesses that fail um, than succeed. Uh, so if one idea doesn't work, you know, try to see how you can flip it around a little bit and twist it and, um, you know, and just keep going because, you know, failures are going to happen and don't make them weaken you, make them make you stronger, um, and make you want to use them almost as a way to move forward. Um, so I'll, I say that as my like mantra, uh, for today. And then I also say, have a business plan. Um, especially if you're an entrepreneur, kind of have a guided plan of what, you know, some force that like where you're going, uh, what you want to do, what your goal, write your goals down, write your monetary goals down because, you know, um, don't make them just be pipe dreams, uh, make them be able to, you know, figure out how to get, get those, um, actually in, in a successful mode, um, and on the other side. So where can everyone find you guys? Or if there's anything coming up also, you guys can mention it. I will put it in the episode notes as well. So the new website, caravansocialclub.co. Don't put the M on it. Just .co. 
And then Claudine, do you want to give our Insta and our private Facebook group? Yeah. So we are on, we have a Caravan Social Club Facebook group that everyone can join. And our goal there again is to tell people's stories, interact, you know, talk about different um, actors that we showcased and see if you're watching their shows, see what you're watching, see what you're reading. Um, so Caravan Social Club on Facebook um, and there is a group there. And then there's obviously the, the homepage and then Caravan NYC is our Instagram. And like I mentioned, DM us. So if you want to be on episode seven or eight uh, and want to, whether you're a foodie and have, you know, want to show a recipe or uh, our craft master and want to show a craft or a nail artist and want to, we've had everyone. So, you know, we've had, like I said, a magician on tap dancers, um, you know, violinist. So we love it. We want to, we want to start getting different talents that we haven't had yet that we haven't thought about yet. Um, so definitely reach out to us and DM us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you, Janine. Thank you, Claudine, so much for joining Wild and Basic. Uh, I can't wait this episode to air so everyone can hear about these very good advice that you guys both give to us. So uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this is so fun.